Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I am here with another incredible, badass real estate investing goddess interview. Today, we're going to be talking about one, we're going to be talking with this woman who's an expert in one of the most lucrative areas of real estate investing non-performing notes or distressed mortgages. Jasmine Villar is an advocate for responsible investing and a real estate agent with extensive experience in turnkey below market value properties. She's currently the managing director of the Notes Assistance Program, which provides expert guidance and opportunity to both self-directed IRA and non-performing note investors. Her company's provide additional security and education on real estate investing, specifically with non-performing notes and retail flips. From time to time, her firm's services are also procured by the IRS to do note appraisals as she has gained quite the reputation in the non-performing note industry. I'm super excited to have her here. Welcome, Jasmine. Why, thank you so much for having me, and uh, welcome everyone to the podcast. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. So, um, before we get going into your story, because, you know, I think that's what most people are really interested in, can you define what is a non-performing note? I bet a lot of our listeners may not be aware of what exactly that means. Yeah, and that's um, a really great question and a wonderful place to start, right? (laughs) Um, So non-performing notes are just that. We're specifically talking about mortgage notes, but notes are all over, right? Um, I like to tell people if you're not in or on this side of the non-performing note business, you are in the note business somehow, right? And so a note is yeah. simply a promissory note. Um, so we have them all over, whether it comes from your cell phone bills. Nowadays with your $1,000 cell phone bills, um, if they want to have monthly <laughs> installment payments, <laughs> all the way down to what we're dealing with is a mortgage note. So for those of you who have traditional mortgages and have walked into a bank and uh, taken out a mortgage from Wells Fargo Bank of America, you know that you're filling out a promissory note in addition to the other paperwork, um, the 1003, et cetera. And that's what we're buying. And um, that's what we call the mortgage note. We're buying first position, but we're buying mortgage notes, so notes secured by the real estate. Okay. All right. We'll get more into that. But before we get we dive deeper into the into the notes, how did you get started in real estate investing in general? Well, that was um, interesting. It's almost one of those things where you are raised to do things and uh, you fight for a while and rebel out and then you get back to to the basics. So my parents, um, my family in general, have always been very interested in real estate. Uh, Growing up, my family owned a lot of real estate locally here in San Diego, rentals. They were real estate agents and property managers. And so my very first start with real estate was just being the child who had to clean up all the rentals during the summertime, right? (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, that was my first exposure to real estate as an investment. You know, um, as a property manager, my parents would send us out to clean up when people moved out. Um, so that was always interesting. And that really carried with me throughout the other stages of my real estate investing career as they, um, you know, came about. All right. I think you were quite lucky to be born into it. Um, so many of us start much later because we don't know. But so you were, you were born into it. At what point did you decide to get your own property, your first your first yes, in, uh, investment? 
Yeah, it's interesting because much like many of you, um, it sounds like it was all great. You were born into it, but um, the traditional side of real estate didn't interest me. So for those of you who know me, um, I know many of the guests who've, um, or speakers who've spoke for you. But for those of you who know me, you know, I'm I'm pretty, uh, you know, an entertaining type of person. I like to, you know, I like to have fun. And so the traditional side of real estate really didn't interest me so much. So I went and um, started my career as a stockbroker. I was a day trader out in Wall Street for a couple of years. Um, but right around the time when they blew up the World Trade Center, um, which I worked in, I worked on the 75th floor, I um, wow. had a change of heart and wanted to get back to real estate, if you can imagine. And so that's really when I decided you know, it was time for me to do it my way, right? And so instead of driving people to pick out homes and look at the kitchens, um, I wanted to do something a little more fast-paced. And so that's when notes really caught my eye, right? Um, because this is something that I'm able to bring the uh, trading side of real estate to it as well. Very cool. So did you, when you started investing, you, notes were where you, where you began? No, no, it was a, it was a very long path. Um, it seemed pretty quick when you look back. But I started out with my very first um, real estate uh, piece of real estate in New Jersey, believe it or not. So when I lived out in New York, I started doing an investment with uh, some investments with a few friends of mine. Um, we mm-hmm. ran a halfway house, if you will, um, and so that was my very first uh, piece of real estate that I got without any uh, parental help, right? Um, but okay. really, I started getting into t- turnkey real estate. That's what really I really started getting hot and heavy into it. So um, I took a lot of my clients from Wall Street, and I learned that they all were very well, um, you know, very well educated on real estate. Matter of fact, the majority of them really got their success from real estate. So when I left, you know, I started calling them with products they were really familiar with, and so that would be a turnkey product. So I started um, getting really hot and heavy with turnkey products. Uh, I did a lot in Indianapolis and Mississippi. So that's where I got my name um, as far as where I started getting traction in the industry and being heard of. Uh, and then right after that, um, I had a club called Lady Landlords of San Diego and then Lady Landlords of Orange County. So I was making a name for myself, and about four years into that, I met a uh, hedge fund guy who got me into notes. And so that's that's how it all happened. All right. And you definitely think we have a similar philosophy of your lady landlords about bringing women into this game. So I love that. And just for those of you who don't know what a turnkey investment is, a turnkey property, and normally it is, um, it's an investment into a property. It's usually it's a single family, but might be a two to four. That's typically how these turnkey, turnkey deals work. And the turnkey operator will, Find the house, fix up the house, put in a tenant for you, property manage the, exactly. the property, and all you have to do is you buy it, and then it's run for you. You don't have to do all the work. So that's turnkey for those of you who, who aren't familiar with that. Um, so now that you've done, you have quite, a, quite an extensive amount of experience in real estate, and now your, your current focus is on notes. What is, it, uh, what is it that you like so much about notes? Well, again, it's more of a, a personality thing. So I always like to start um, by letting everyone know up front notes. It's not for everyone, but what I like about it is I found it to be one of the very, very only true forms of passive real estate investing, right? And so I was able to replace my tenants' toilets and trash with just, you know, 
collecting mortgage. So for those of you, again, who have a traditional mortgage, um, whether it's a big bank or small bank, you know that if your you know, faucet breaks or what have you, um, you don't get to call Bank of America. And so when I own a note, they don't get to call Bank of Jasmine either, if that makes sense. So <laughs> I love the fact that uh, it was really passive, truly. So when I started buying performing notes, we, we I purchased those as well. It's a really smooth transition. You get in. It'll take about 90 days for you to get all the paperwork transitions. But after that, if you have some A paper, as we like to say, or some really responsible buyers, um, I have some performing notes out of Houston, Texas we love. Uh, you just you become the bank, and so they send their mortgage payment to the servicer, and now I'm collecting a mortgage instead of a rental payment. And again, um, another thing I love about it is that I'm now dealing with a servicer, not a property manager. So um, with all due respect to property managers out there, like I said, I was raised by a few, <laughs> few myself, um, you know, they're kind of costly, and, you know, it's a lot to deal with, right? Every time something breaks, they call you. Every November, there's bills, and that's 10%. Services are typically going to cost anywhere from 65 to sometimes $15 a month, depending on who you're working with. So, you know, there's a lot of benefits, um, not not to mention the returns. So I really love the, the passivity of it um, and then the returns, obviously. Okay. So I have spoken to people who've invested in, um, you know, I've interviewed a couple here that have done distressed mortgages or non-performing notes. So I think you're the first I've spoken to who actually – also invest in performing notes. So tell me about that as an investment. What do you what do you like about that? Yeah, the non-performing notes. That's where I got started, and um, you know they're just a different beast. They I like them because the percentage of return is very very substantial, right? And so that's where you can get those yeah. real good discounts. And so the you know it's just like anything else in life. Um, if there's ever a crowd, you're probably in the wrong place, or at least for myself, or at the very mm-hmm. minimum, your margins have been decreased. So the amount of people you can probably count on your hands, right, that actually know how to take a distressed mortgage and turn it into an REO or an actual asset and make money out of it. So the first thing is that you don't have that much competition, and so not many people know how to convert it, if you will, or as I like to say, we have a note paper, right? A lot of people, we have houses. I'm busy fixing yeah. title and things like that. So that's a lot better for me, especially with children and, and my, my lifestyle I have in, in mind for myself. But, you know, ultimately the non-performing notes, that's what it is. You have They're non-performing for a reason. There's probably title issues. You have to learn how to fix those. That's mostly a time game. Um, depending upon what type of bank you have and loss mitigation options you want to offer, you know, you have something that you've purchased from a bank they don't want. You're going to get a substantial discount. Um, and by substantial, I'm getting most of my non-performing notes at about 30 Three forty cents on the dollar of the after repair value. So if it's a hundred thousand dollar house, um, when it's all said and done, I'm usually getting around thirty three forty thousand dollars, right? And so when you buy things that low, it's really important, um, or I should say, it's important to me to start talking to the borrower if they're inside and if they have means to come clean. Um, you know, whether they know it or not, they don't know what my cost basis is. So I'm pretty flexible. You know, I, I have the room to be at the very least. You know. And so yeah. you're looking at double-digit returns, um, very um, low um, loan-to-value, if you will, uh, and then also um, just the, the the risk to me I like because it's something I'm familiar with. As a stockbroker, you know, not many people I knew uh, understood the underlying product, but everyone understands the underlying product of the note, which is the real estate, right? Okay. Cool. So that's the non-performing side, but you said you also invest in the performing side, right, of the – you know, notes that are yeah. 
so good. So tell tell me about that. I get I totally get the the value in buying a a note thirty three or forty cents on the dollar. So tell me about the performing <laughs> note side. That's where. Well, that <laughs> one. Yeah, that's also great, right? A lot of people are shocked just to even hear that banks will sell a performing note, right? But, uh, yeah. you know, truth of the matter is banks will sell anything, right? I always joke and say even their children, but it's a joke, obviously. But <laughs> bankers are bankers, so they'll sell anything, and that even includes your performing note, whether it's in California, whether it's in Michigan, Hawaii, right? And so the couple things that you have to understand is that the uh, majority of the mortgages, if not 100% of them, have written language saying that this is a transferable instrument. Okay, I don't know a bank that would write a mortgage that does not say that. So with that said, at some point, as long as you offer the right amount of money, they're willing to get out of it. So without getting too deep into the, the lesson of the performing notes, the bottom line is the truth in lending, the TILA, right? And again, for those of you mm-hmm. who have sat down, taken a traditional mortgage out, when you sign up for a mortgage, we'll use some round numbers, $100,000, maybe say 30 years, right? No matter what your interest rate is, for the most part, give or take, the truth in lending, and the reason they have that is because the truth is you're going to end up paying over 30 years about three to two and a half times what you are borrowing. So you borrow 100000 when it's all said and done, you're going to pay back two fifty to 300000 That, ladies and gentlemen, is why there's a bank on every corner, okay, and why they will sell this. Mm-hmm. So if you just think about <laughs> yeah. it, every ten ye- first 10 years of the mortgage is all profit, okay, so even if they hold it for one year, two years, or at all, they're willing to sell it to me, right, because they've already uh, collected the right. points up front. That's where they're making their money in the first place. Every year as they hold it, they're collecting profit. Performing notes are going to trade a little bit higher, so you're not getting that discount. But here's the the cool thing about it, right? So if you have a house that's worth par, and depending how many years they've paid it down, so if they haven't paid it at all, they're probably going to ask you to pay anywhere from, mm, I'd say, 85 to to par if you buy it in California Hawaii, right? And mm-hmm. so, again... Why would you pay $100,000 for a $100,000 note? Well, I just told you. Because if you go, if you are a cash flow person. Worth okay, $250,000 There you go. Need <laughs> got I say Got it. More. All right. Ding, ding. Okay. All right. You don't have to say any more. I got it. All right. Thank you for that. That was, I was like, oh, all right. Totally get it. And I'm assuming it's much less work on the performing side than the non-performing side. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. All right. Um. Now, one of the questions that I always love to ask my guests, because I find that we learn so much more from our mistakes and when things don't go well than we do when things are smooth sailing. So I always ask, right. what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Well, you know, truthfully, if I were to tell you what my biggest mistake was, was not jumping in the notes when I first had the opportunity. So, um and and that really ties into nothing to do with business. It really has to do with self-reflection. So not to get too far off on that course, but many of you may be in the same situation. For a long time, I thought I needed a partner for everything. Um, and some of you know, partners are good, but you've got to know your value and your worth. And so I was presented an opportunity to get into notes about three or four years before I got into them, and the partner I was with did not grasp the concept of it. And, again, it's not for everyone. It's just something that kept, you know, getting beyond the scope of his imagination. But it made a lot of sense to me because of my background, right? It snapped right away. But because of the relationship that I was in, I, I decided to just kind of keep doing what we were doing, which is the turnkey investments, right? And so we just kept hammering away at that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I got involved, so you just want to take action. So that's my, my lesson is just take action. The sooner you do it, the later, <laughs> uh, the better, I should say, yeah. because um, I couldn't imagine if I did it three three years, then I started now, right? I've been doing this for six years now, so 
but that's it. Yeah. So the venison snake was not getting started when you first had the chance, and that's that's pretty good. Um, good advice. Yeah, because a lot of times you wait. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mhm. Okay. All right. Um, And then, what are you most proud of? Well, um, on a business level, on a personal level, personally, I'm most proud of my children. They're doing very well. Um, and uh, what I'm most proud of in, in connection to that is the fact that, you know, the industry that I've got myself into uh, has provided me the opportunity to, to provide for my family, right? So I'm independently yeah. um, employed. I own my own company. Um, I have my own portfolio. Um, my ch- My youngest is nine, and I just, right before this call, I picked him up from school, right? And I do that every day unless I'm going out of town. So that's really what I'm most proud of, that I'm able to be there for him in that capacity and just kind of watch him grow. Because it's hard on all of us, right, to um, just drop our children off, you know, anywhere. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I love. Hmm. Beautiful. And to what do you attribute your success? Because you've had quite a lot of it. You know, it's funny because... I often think about that because I'm that person who wants to include everyone all the time. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, it's not for everyone. And so the reason why I think it's not for everyone is just the timing So I, and time in. So that's something that we see on Wall Street, right? It's not about the timing. It's about the time in. So going back to starting mm-hmm. when, as soon as you can, um, I attribute my success to how much time I've put into it, right? I didn't. I haven't stopped. I've been very persistent. So you really want to pick a strategy. I know a lot of us have that shiny ball syndrome, and, you know, we go to these uh, RIAs, which I love. That's how I got started. But every month they have a new person. You know, you got to pick something, stick to it. Um, don't find yourself juggling three different, you know, real estate segments at a time. Find something you love, jump into it. So that's what really helped me, finding notes and then um, just having a, a real strong love affair with it, if you will. Okay. That's that's great. Um and what advice do you have for a woman just starting out in this field? Well, <laughs> it's funny, as soon as you said that my I, I kinda exhaled because believe it or not, I believe that it's um a lot easier right now, um and I use that word lightly, obviously, but there's a lot more um you know, opportunities like the one I'm on right now, right? This is a woman-to-woman thing, so this was exciting for me to have the yeah. opportunity. I'm not sure how long you've been around, but when I started, you know, about 15, 20 years ago, the reason I did the Lady Landlords of San Diego Club was because I was sick of going to these uh, meetings and being shut out, right? So my advice to you as a woman <laughs> specifically is uh, don't let that stop you. Build If you can't find what you want, then build it, right? That's what I end up doing. So um, even now that there are more opportunities out there, not every group is for every person. Find what you're looking for because if the Internet hasn't taught me anything, it's that there are others like you out there, no matter how weird you are, right? <laughs> yeah. I totally resonate. That's why I started Real Estate Investor Guys is I go to all of these real estate things. I felt like a unicorn. <laughs> like nobody here is, is so male. Right. Um, and so it was. Yeah, it's like I gotta bring my ladies together. So that's why I think definitely kindred spirits in that way. Um, and exactly. what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, what do you wish that you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Um, I wish I would have known, you know, how successful 
you know, I would, would have been and how lucrative. Because the whole time when you're doing new things, you worry, right? And so yeah. when you look back, you think like, oh, well, you know, this happened because this one and the other. But every time you go, even today, you know, this year I'm prepping for some huge opportunities that I didn't have last year. Again, still getting nervous for it, right? You don't know. So I wish, you know, even still to this day, <laughs> I knew not to worry. <laughs> but um, that's it. You just get nervous and you just want to... Um, or you know, try and try to keep your butterflies down because it's, it's an exciting opportunity out there right now, regardless of what's going on um, personally and in politics. I gotta say, so just just go for it. Yeah, great, um, awesome. So so much wisdom. That was awesome. Let me ask you: if people want to find out about you and what you're doing, how can they connect with you? Well, yeah, the best way, we have quite a few um, really, um, I like to say, exciting things to, to to communicate with us through because it's all this new technology. But uh, first and foremost, I have a phone number that you can text us to. I know a lot of the um, people are text-friendly, so we can be text at 855-541-6683. That's 855-541-6683. Um, we also just got this new live chat thing, which I thought was fun, too. So if you go to our website, which is www.noteassistanceprogram.com, so noteassistanceprogram.com, you'll see a little chat bubble in the right-hand corner. And um, my very trusty assistant, Lisa Suggs, she is there um, on standby, so you can go ahead and chat with her and get some live communications there. You know, for us, we're really just about that. That's one of the things that's going to different our um, training programs and our uh, trade desk from others is that we're really communicative and we really like to um, talk to people when we can, although a lot of this animation is going on. But you're going to find you can get to us through the live chat, um, through our phone number, um, via text or phone. So that's that's one of the best ways to do it. All right. Sounds good. And um, so now it's time for our famed end of show trinity so that's a brag a gratitude and a desire it's how we conclude every podcast so what's one thing you're celebrating right now what's your brag um goodness i feel like i'm just celebrating getting through this year right if anyone can relate <laughs> so no yeah i'm celebrating this another fantastic year i did not know um how great this year is going to turn out, especially the way it started out so chaotic. So I didn't have an assistant for the first six months. Things were up in the air. Um, but we got a lot of successes, so I'm celebrating, you know, the the website being up, um, just the growth, uh, the nationwide tour we're going to be doing. For those of you who are out, you know, in other areas like Baltimore and Texas, we're going to be in, in those areas with Think Realty. Um, so that's what I'm celebrating. I'm very grateful for just, just all the opportunities that have come this year, 2018. Beautiful. Well bragged. And what's one thing you're grateful for? Ah, ah, I'm just grateful, you know, just for the the opportunity that all the other women and myself are having right now, right? Timing is everything. So I feel like with my age, I've seen the age of, you know, everything, the dragon, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> um, but I feel like today's the age of the woman. So I'm very grateful to be a woman nowadays, even though, 
you know, again, all the stuff that we see going on, this is what it's about. It's time to get vocal and be heard. And so I'm grateful just to be, you know, a part of the struggle with the rest of you ladies out there because that's how we build the companionship. And, um, you know, when we look into our future, that's how we're going to be supporting our children because that's what, you know, the other guys are doing. So just grateful to be able to build these relationships with you guys. Mm, beautiful. And lastly, what's one thing you desire? I desire, you know, just the ability to help as many people as I can with my hand-on training program while I'm still around, right? It seems like um, everything's moving so fast right now, and so uh, we're growing tremendously. We've got some great trainers. Uh, Natasha's on board. Uh, We're looking for some new ones. So, you know, I just desire to be around as much as possible, as long as possible, um, ingrained in the program. You know, right now I'm still taking the first – client calls with those of you who sign up, so that's exciting for me still. I'm going to spend the first hour and a half with you on your call when you sign up. So I'm just really getting to meet the people and changing their lives and watching them change. You know, you would be amazed at how um, notes can really affect someone's life over, you know, a short period of time. Like I said, I've been doing this for about six years, but um, I can tell you within the first three years I saw my net worth change um, and, you know, something to say where I've had, finally had more debt owed to me than I owed outside, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> That's a nice thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird, right? cash flow coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. That's, that's cool. So so then your desire is just to be helping more people. Yeah, I just want to get more people into this because when you change other people's lives, right, it's just that's really – how I change mine, right? So I just really want to get in there and just be a part of it. It's fun. And I make so many good friends and, uh, you know, I'm able to even bring on more partners. So that's why I met Natasha, who's now, you know, a good friend of mine as well. So it's just, this is what life's about, right? Not to be in stagnant. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. That was, that was awesome. So Y'all, you can um, connect with Jasmine at the notesassistanceprogram.com and at the, at the email she shared with us. And you can uh, connect with me at realestateinvestors.com. And you can connect with me live at our Wealth Real Estate event happening November 2nd through 4th in Los Angeles. This is um, our premier event. Women are coming from all over the country to be together to learn, you're, you're going to learn the exact steps you need to take to start investing in real estate. We're going to have incredible speakers, uh, women that are kicking ass in different types of asset class that you'll be able, the asset classes that you'll be learning from. And we're just going to be getting together in community because magic happens when women come together in sisterhood. So I hope to see you there. Go, go to wealththerealestateevent.com to sign up. And if you use the code wealthy, W-E-A-L-T-H-Y, right now you're going to get our early bird pricing and it is big. So join me there and, um, and check out Jasmine. Jasmine, thank you so much again. It was such a pleasure. And I I hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, bye-bye. And join us next week for another great real estate investor goddess interview.